Welcome everybody to the most <laughs> for me, one of the most anticipated episodes. Really? Childish. It is. You are this is going to be the most mature episode that we've ever had on the Somebody Said podcast. We've had plenty of mature episode episodes. number 69. You're childish. It's a mature episode. I remember my first beer. <laughs> Number 69, guys. Jared Allen. It's like one of the ones I have. Um, Miami Hurricanes. Juan Comandiero. I only remember him because that is one of the dopest names. Last name is Comandiero. Why is that so dope? It's like Commander. Comandiero? Back in the, ni- back in the 80s? I'm I, was sure thinking, like- I was thinking Commando. It's the same thing. Which I've done several times. Okay. Very mature. Yep. Green Bay Packers, David Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari. All right. That's all I got. Best best center in the game? No, not he's a, uh, he's best, a tackle. Um, best tackle yeah. in the game? No. Trent, the gorilla. Oh, you're right. My bad. Uh, that dude. Uh, Patriots, Shaq Mason. Or, yeah, Shaq Mason, Patriots. I'm out. Isn't he with up? He's a buck now. Yeah, he's a buck. Sure. Oh. Demir Dotson Bucks. Oh, nice. On the tallest back guys of ever to play. Yeah. Bears, Henry Melton, University of Texas. Like the Shake Melton? No. No, I'm sorry. That's all I got. Oh, Take us home. Chicago Bears, Fred Miller. Shout out to Fred. <laughs> Shout out to Fred. Shout out to Fred. Episode 69. <laughs> Somebody said podcast. I'm shaking my head, people. We got we to gotta get a camera set up. The most maturest of mature people to my right is Breeze. Yeah. The s- probably even more mature to my left, <laughs> Unc Shay. Yeah. And the least mature person you've ever met. I'm pumped. That's fair. Is it? You're about yeah. to say something. We need to get some camera set up. People miss like how fun... Like, it's funny just listening to us. Mm-hmm. It's funnier if you can actually see what's happening. Yeah, I wish everybody could see it. I really do. That's is that exhibitionism? Oh my goodness! Are we going to do this the entire show? Probably all, all night long, baby. All right, this, is, this is going to be the shortest show. Sixty nine all night oh, long. I'm giving I'm giving the briefest answers the entire show. So you're a quick stroker. Okay. <laughs> Pumping. <laughs> I can't stop pumping. That's Tony Baker's fault. I'm sorry. Yes. You gonna get you gonna the, get all these somebody the, the said pumps. pumps. <laughs> these podcast pumps. Yes. That's it. That's, that's all you get. That's all I get. Sure, sure. It's a Tony Baker reference. Shout out to Tony Baker. All right, all right, cool. All right. And you know, and this is without me having any of our incredible sponsor, and we have been re-upped by the Red Lady Rum Punch. Shout out to Jared. Boom, boom. Hey, can we get something for him? Yeah, hold on. What are we, 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 we going, air on? Listen. Those are authentic right there, too. Right. Them came from the homeland. I mean, straight from the homeland. Listen, the homie hooked us up, right? Fantastic. Shout out to Jared. Shout out to the Red Lady Rum Punch. Official drink of the Somebody Said Podcast. Summertime is coming. It feels like summer already here in Florida. 
Florida reminded us that it was Florida this week. Boy, hot. Man, listen. I I went to the grocery store, get a little grocery for the house. Cranked up the car. said 84. Car was lying to me. Yeah. Like, no. 84 where? Not not in the shade. No. 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 I was doing yard work and got heat bumps. You mentioned that two weeks in a row, did I? I had to break out my uh, my straw hat. Remember the straw hat from Mexico? I bought. I got on. Uh, you still got that? On the, of course, I still got it. Nice. Had to break out my straw hat, man. It was hot. Did you crack you like a cold beer after? Nah, but a nice cold Modelo would have been nice. It would have been nice. Yeah. Or a truly. I will crank a truly with the quickness. Okay. Can we like mix something up with some truly and Red Lady Rum Punch? Oh, I'm with that. That might be death. Oh, I'm I'm about that. I mean, it's summertime, so you know. I got this. Summer, summer, summertime. It's coming. I got that. All right. So speaking of death, we are also sponsored by the law offices of Clinton Paris, who take the pain out of being hurt. Um, I I I feel like, hmm. I feel like I I, I should can I, can I kind of segue. I, I I promised an apology real quick. Um, and I feel like I should do that. Should I do it now or should I wait? Listen, dude, you're the host. Do what you want to. I mean, I don't I don't want to. I don't want to bury the lead. I don't want to. I mean, we're sitting here. We're watching um, some NBA action right now. Phoenix is giving it to Dallas. It's Monday night. What is Monday night? Oh, I, I thought that had the reference of giving it to somebody. No, no. It's Monday night. So, yeah. like, because sometimes we talk about stuff. And mm-hmm. then, like, if I don't get the show out, like, next day. It's like oh, fair Wednesday, enough. And then, like, other stuff is happening. Right, I felt. Cool. It's like last week, I almost, like, cut the whole segment about the Suns. Because then they ended up like closing the series, I think, like Fair. the day before I actually released the episode, which stayed okay. on me. It's okay. It's all good. Nobody it's all noticed. Right. It's all right. Actually, you know what? I'll save it. Today's Monday. I'll save it. We got a couple things. Let's talk, let's talk NFL draft. Then we can talk some playoffs. I want to get you guys' reactions on, you know, your bucks, how you felt about the draft. You think that you guys were upgraded, set yourself, you know, set yourself up better for the future. Um... Set yourself up. Maybe I know this draft probably won't help you for this title run, but how do you feel about it? Um, and then close out with a little bit of uh, playoff hockey. My boys aren't in it. Blackhawks have been eliminated for a while. However, we do have some mapes. Sorry, mom. No mapes. <laughs> the mapes are here. No lakes, but we got mapes. No lakes. We got mapes. A lot of mapes tonight. That's what I'm saying. The, the Lightning and the mapes kick off their, um, their Stanley Cup run against each other. So we should kind of touch on that a little bit. Yep. Cool. Got sure. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me just just touch on it. Just just a little bit. Just a tad. Just a tad. Just a little bit. See why you always try to make it mature. I'm trying to make it dirty. No, that was a, that was a song. I know. We were talking about touching on okay. it a little bit, and okay. you want to make it about when you said music. It like, when you said it like that for some reason, I thought Michael Jackson. I'm like, nah, no, that's creepy. there's no Jesus juice here, sir. Yeah, episode sixty nine. Yeah, get with it. Yeah, come on, man. Get, I'm not. get with it. Nope. <laughs> All right, fellas. NFL draft. I kind of teased you guys. Actually, I have a drop for that. Oh, you have a drop? I have intro music for NFL. Oh, let's go for it. They on vacation. <laughs> Bring it in. Boom, 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 boom. Yes! Uh, 
I like it. I like right, it. I'm here. That's I'm a here. good standing job. Hey man, no problem. Listen, it's, it's nothing like the original. But a greater? You gonna, how do you do? Lift your shoulders a little. A little higher. bit higher. Get up there. <laughs> Get your shoulders up there. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. High knees, high shoulders. My bad. My bad. Such a critic. I give it a B plus. Fellas, fellas, we just concluded the 2022 NFL draft. Um, very uneventful draft <laughs> to me. Um, I feel like the the biggest stars in college football are still playing college football a little bit. Um, your boys got some picks. My boys got some picks. I kind of teased you guys a little bit at the beginning of the show, uh, but we're off there. And I kind of came across some very interesting numbers. You guys know I like numbers. Came across the numbers 14, 48, and 1. Now, the 14 is not that surprising to me. Um, this was the 14th straight year that Alabama had a first-round draft pick. Yeah, that's not surprising uh, at all. It's not surprising. It's also ridiculous. It also just goes to show you how dominant Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide have been for the better of a decade and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. And now you allow them to pay players. So it's just going to keep going. Right, so the rich is probably going to keep on getting richer. Now, the most interesting stat that I, I saw start off with the number 48. Breeze, Whoa. you kind of touched on it. Yeah. Are, 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 do we, are we going to have a chance to guess again? I know yeah, we yeah, guessed yeah, off yeah. air. So, so again, okay. 48 and 1, and those numbers are related to each other. Okay. Now, off air, mm-hmm. I guess that 48 was the number of consecutive years Florida State has had a player drafted. And the 1 was the fact that they had one guy drafted this year. I was wrong. Correct. But... Solid guess, though. But said I was close. You were very close. Okay, you were close. I was close, right? Mm-hmm. So you said it was. You said I had the wrong school. You did have the wrong school. Okay, so we're, we're talking Miami. You are talking Miami Hurricanes. Okay, so Canes. Canes. Now Canes also had one guy drafted. They also but had one guy drafted. That's not again. That's how the numbers were related. This is the forty ah, eighth okay. consecutive year, which again kind of seems ridiculous, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You would expect an Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, some team like that. Because, again, Miami, you know, they came onto the scene in the 80s. I guess that was 40 years ago. Yeah. Right? But, you know, the dominance of that run that Miami is still having, again, we kind of talk about these Florida teams and how our schools, we have down years. But to still see that we still keep talent flowing through these programs. So at some point, it's kind of a hope to me that one day we'll get back there. Because, again, we always talk about the talent being there. It's just that maybe there's just not enough at it at one time or it's not the right talent. But the talent is still there. So for almost almost half a century, <laughs> Miami has put a player in every single draft. It's frustrating. I can imagine. Yeah. That, that, I didn't even think about that, that part, That takes actually. me off. And, yeah. And the guy that got picked for Miami, he was, what, in the seventh round? Yeah, it, yeah was, it, was, very, it, was, it was last round. It was John Ford, who I thought he had zero chance of being drafted. I thought the receiver was actually going to get drafted first. I yeah, Rambo, Rambo, had a shot. Rambo did not get drafted. No, all, Rambo didn't get, didn't get drafted. Bubba, they said Bubba was supposed to be the highest projected one, the safety, Bubba Bolden. He didn't get drafted. I'm frustrated. And every year this happens, it's frustrating because what are we doing with the talent? It's being squandered. Like, last year, we had two first-round draft picks. And I think we won eight games to show for it. Like, uh, I, I think what we're doing with the talent is we're not developing them. Because if you look at the first-round draft picks that we had between Florida State and Miami, they were transfers that transferred in. True. We actually, 
when's the last time we had homegrown talent come out of our teams? So we did. So like Greg Russo was a first round draft pick. We actually Greg was a three star recruit. We recruited him. They developed him. Mm. My other spin on that is we are not surrounding these talented guys with competent teammates. Right. Right. Because if you have a guy who's a first round talent, if you can surround him with, with competent guys, you should win a decent number of ball games because the talent's there. So what are you doing? All right. What are you doing? Look, look at Joe Yearby. He should oh, have gosh. at least got drafted. Or like the year that like Duke Johnson came out, it's like we couldn't win more than seven games. Right. With 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 a Duke Johnson level for college at least, a co- you know a Duke Johnson level running back, and it's like yeah, max out of eight games. All right. Now we got it's Cincinnati trash. with five picks in the draft. Yeah. Meanwhile, to Pump's first stat, Alabama's fourteen straight years with a first rounder. Georgia put what five in the first round, seven. Yeah. All on all on defense like five. too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So meanwhile. In Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so so again, for our guys, very disappointing. Um, SEC, again, SEC. Very dominant um, for what they did. I throw this. <laughs> not expect that at all. Very dominant for what they did. Um, I guess quick draft recap. Obviously, Trayvon Walker, to, to me, reached. Again, this, this is, you know, going back to what I said to kind of start, I feel like the stars are still playing college football right now. I think the best talent is still in college. Do you feel like if if this draft was to happen next year with the same guys coming out, is he still a top 10 pick? Oof. Or at least a top five. That, 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 might, that might not be too fair. If he is in next year's draft, is mm-hmm. he still a top five pick? I would probably say no, only because you're going to have a really good quarterback class, seemingly. Mm-hmm. You're seemingly going to have a really good quarterback class next year, which means with three of the first five picks potentially are quarterbacks. So, right, we're I think we're penciling in Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, mm-hmm. top five picks, right? So, you know, there's a third quarterback who explodes on the scene, love, love for it to be TBD. But if it's somebody, whoever, that's now three of the first five picks, and – I thought it was a reach, like Unc just said. I thought he was a reach anyway, even in this draft. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say no. Then you got Will Anderson coming out next year. Who's, who's the best probably, player in college yeah, football. Right. And he's a better defensive end. The best, slash outside linebacker. The best player. <laughs> he's the best player in yeah. college football. I'm a huge Will Anderson so, fan. So, I, so I, I, that's actually good. Like, if, if you feel like that was a reach, if you are Jacksonville's GM, who would you have taken first round? I would have taken the safe pick in uh, Hutchinson from Michigan. What? He, <laughs> Excuse me. That's the safe pick. That's the safe pick because he's more proven on tape. This uh, he just went out there and lit up the combine, and you played for Georgia, which it's not that hard to be an athlete in Georgia's defense where you don't have to be the vo- the focal point of that defense. Oh, it's it's gotcha. game in and game out. Hutchinson is getting double teamed. He's the focal point on that Mich- Michigan defensive line. So. Yeah, I'm going with the safer pick, who's probably more battle tested and ready for the spotlight. I think Hutchins is overrated. Which he, he may, could maybe maybe may a bit. And the big, I thought he was a little bit overrated majority of the season, but then especially when they played Georgia, he looked like a nobody. He got completely shut down, which that is unacceptable at the college level. If you're going to be an elite defensive end, and you got complete, he, got, he was literally a non-factor. And it wasn't like they were doubling him. 
he just got mad. He just got handled. He looked bad so in the biggest game of the year. To me, the safe pick is Evan Neal. We're talking yeah. about a, a multi-year starting left tackle from Alabama. Like, does it get any safer than that? He's a monster of a man. What is he, like 6'7"? 6'8", 337. Y'all seen the, the, the box squat video? Where he's, he's got like, dancer's yeah. feet. He's a phenomenal athlete. Like, and the Jaguars, you took a quarterback last year. Yeah, so get him Pro- some protection. Oh, my. Why is that so hard? You, you know what? I, I, think, I think sometimes... I think for sometimes a lot of people have buyer's remorse when it comes to offensive tackles. That's I, to me, I feel like that's a really hard position to draft. It, it looks good on paper when you see a, a dude that, like you said, intangibles are there. He's that huge. He's that athletic. It makes sense. Okay, get that guy. And he played at the highest level. We're talking about a left tackle at Alabama. I get it. I get it. It's just tackles are just not always the safest pick. Man, and so you reach for a defensive end out of Georgia's defense? Like, name the, name the last elite Georgia defensive end to go into the league. Leonard Floyd? <laughs> right, like, so, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, you reach yeah. for that kid to Unk's point, played on a loaded defense who, the, the first of all, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Watching the, the national championship game, I don't think I mentioned that kid's name once. Everybody talked about Jordan Davis, the D tackle. Mm-hmm. Talked about Lewis Cena, the safety. We talked about Nicobe Dean, the, the linebacker. Nobody was talking about this kid, and all of a sudden now he's a first round draft pick because of what he did in basketball shorts. And stop it. I mean, I mean not, not first, but just a number one overall. You want to take him in the first round, cool. But number one overall, bro, come on. I'm, I, it's it's hard for me to to accept that pick. That's, I mean, they flubbed that. I mean, at the same time, we are talking about the Jaguars who not the best run organization yeah. out there. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Were you, were you guys surprised by any other picks? Um, I think my biggest surprise was the Steelers. Yeah, they. That, that's another reach in the draft. You could have gotten uh, Pickett in probably the, later in the second round. Mm-hmm. You could have went and got a, a good receivers. A lot of good receivers were still available. So that was a surprise for me. But I think my surprise is a player that wasn't picked at all. And that's N'Kobe Dean. The fact that he slid to the third round. Yeah. And he was the leader of that Georgia defense. Mm-hmm. And it was because he was 5'11". There wasn't any off the, field, off the field issues or any injuries. But he, he, he slid because of his size. That's silly to me. And, and I think the Eagles got a, a steal in the third round and uh, a perennial pro bowler for years to come and the leader of that defense out the gates. So that was my biggest surprise. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a fan of of teams doing that. To me, that's when um, these, these scouts and these GMs, they overthink things. You know what I mean? I don't care if he's five foot two. If the man makes plays, he makes plays. Right, and it's not like he was—he came out of FCS. He wasn't at, you know, uh, Sandersville State Community College University. He was at Georgia, mm-hmm. the leader of a Georgia defense. Who during the season, many people said this might be the best defense we've ever seen in college football. And he was the glue, <laughs> and he was the man that made the machine run. To me, that to me, he's like a Denzel Perriman. I'm obviously I'm a little biased. Miami Hurricanes. Denzel Perriman's five eleven. He's a pro bowler again this year. So I don't want to hear that he's 5'11". I don't care. If the guy makes plays, he makes plays. Right? If he can run a defense, he can run a defense. Like, that's, that's teams overthinking stuff. And 
they put way too much stock in what happens in basketball shorts to me. Right. They put way too much energy in that. Yeah, I, I, I think I've told you guys before, I, I never am impressed on a football level by the, by the draft. It just shows how freakishly athletic 18, 19, 20-year-old kids are. Yeah. Right? So, again, like, when I see somebody running and trying to chase down Tyreek Hill, they're never in shorts. They're no. in full pads. They're in helmets. They, they, they have on equipment. Yeah. If, if that's the case, do every test at the combine in full, you know, equipment. To me, that shows you how fast you are. You said that before. Because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right? Like, again, Deion Sanders, fast. Tyreek Hill, fast. But Jordan Davis is not going to chase him down. And he's definitely not going to do it wearing all of his equipment. This yeah. is not going to happen. It, it helps, but I don't think it should be the the bottom line. The, the tape should be the bottom line. Mm-hmm. The the off the combine short stuff that helps, especially for guys that you don't see at a certain level. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I got to go back and look at what I see on tape because that yes. that's all I'm. A, that's that's the bottom line for me. Yeah. What did you do between the white lines? And and I guess in a weird way, like what you said about GMs, like it kind of it's, it's it's weird. And I think that I think a lot of times in the NFL, you got guys who try to outsmart everybody mm-hmm. right like just these jobs are so exclusive there's only 32 of them well yeah it doesn't mean that these are the 32 of the smartest people in the world right right like you get there and you it's almost like looking at what bill belichick does bill belichick doesn't necessarily draft the best guys he's he's that man stockpiles picks like to me that's the best way to draft and then he drafts who he wants he, he drafted a center from chattanooga absolutely like, yeah. but, but again but but but, but that method Chattanooga? No. I don't like the analytics in it. (gasps) (laughs) This is when the analytics are wrong. This is when the analytics need to be thrown out the window and say, what did I watch this man do? Right. You're you're an analytics guy. I love analytics. Love them. Throw them out when it comes to the draft. But again, think about what the draft is. Every Every person is... Honestly, just throwing a dart at the board. You're hoping that that guy that you picked is great or is a generational talent, right? That's why Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback that ever lived, slid as far as he did because nobody said, yeah, he runs really slow in shorts and he doesn't have the greatest arm. Aaron so, Rodgers. <laughs> so let's not, let's not pick this guy, right? For whatever reason, somebody said, you know what? Mitch Trubisky is probably a better prospect than Deshaun Watson. Only the Bears thought that. But again, it's somebody trying to outsmart the next person. Yeah. No, take who you know is really good. Deshaun Watson beat Alabama. Yeah. He's really good. That's why I think like a lot of player GMs are more successful than actual guys that didn't play in the NFL or played football because they try to overthink it with analytics. You take Randy Moss because he's Randy Moss. I don't care. As Mm -hmm. as the Dallas Cowboys, you take him. Unless you're Matt Millen. Right. You just, just... so Detroit. silly. <laughs> so I would like to say, you know, my biggest surprise was how well the Jets and Giants drafted. Like for once, it's about time <laughs> for once they actually got out of their own way. I think the Giants have kind of been trending down this way anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they've done some really good things in the draft. They did they did the no brainer stuff, which you don't see all the time, right? As we talk about people overthinking things. The Giants have been trending in this in this way for a little minute, so kudos to them. But the Jets had a phenomenal draft, right? So you yes. get Sauce at number four, uh, your guy. They get Sauce at four. 
They get Garrett Wilson at 10. And then they trade back into the first round again to get a Jermaine Johnson at 26, who everybody was floored by the fact that he was even still there. I was surprised. I think they were floored. And they were like, wait a minute, that kid's still there. Let's trade back in and go get him. The Jets had an amazing draft. Mm -hmm. I am very surprised slash proud of the Jets for not getting in their own way. I did think they would take a tackle, especially Mm -hmm. hearing about uh, Makai Becton getting up to like three, we get up like 400 pounds during the season last year while injured. Mm. So that'll be interesting to watch. So I thought they might take a tackle, but man, they had a great draft. And they didn't they get Brees Hall? They did. They, they ended up getting Brees Hall. back in the draft. So Yeah, so the Jets had a phenomenal draft. So kudos to the Jets. Shout out to the Jets. I'm I'm again, I'm I'm waiting to see. This might be bad. Uh, is that Luca? Yeah, he's all right though. Jeez. He's all um I'm this might be bad, but I'm waiting to see how they're going to mess this up. <laughs> That's, I mean, they're, they're the Jets. They've messed up a lot of these, a lot of these drafts. But again, that's kind of what I was saying, like, you know, with the with the Bill Belichick model. It's the fact that he stockpiles picks. So when it seems like, oh man, why are you trading these really good guys for, you know, a pick in the third round or a pick in the fourth round? Those are very valuable picks for a lot of people. Yeah. Like a lot of times you get you stock. The Bears, for example, they came into this draft with only six picks. And what I like for what they did, they came in with six, but they left with 11 draft picks. So to see them trade Khalil Mack, to see them do all these things and get the talent that they got or get the picks that they got, now they're like, you know what? We're going to bring in as many guys as we can, and hopefully three or four or five of those guys are really good. Because, again, you can have the first two picks in the draft, and those first two picks might be trash because we've seen that so many times. Yeah. So that doesn't mean anything. And so, I like what the Bears did too, because you guys needed corner and you drafted corners. So pause. Multiple. So pause. <laughs> so I was gonna ask you guys, I and mean, we talked about everybody else. How do you guys feel? I'm kind of want to, you know, touch on both of our teams a little bit. Cause I I do like what the Bears did, but you know, two hometown guys here. So I kind of want to ask you, like, what do you guys think about what the Bucks did? Cause I, again, I, I don't think that it's gonna mean anything for a title run this year, right? Because you guys have what you need. Yeah, I don't think any of these rookies are going to help you win a title, but going forward, what does that do for you guys? It was a very uh, Jason Light like draft. <laughs> he did nothing of what we wanted him to do, but I think he got solid players out of it. I personally wanted them to draft a corner. Andre Booth was still on the board when we were up to pick. We traded back into the second round. So, the Bucks never actually do what you want them to do, but over the years we've had really good draft picks that that pan out into being players. Um, I like Logan Hall. He reminds me of our draft pick from last year and uh, uh, Joe Shaminka. That's going to be um, a good tandem for years to come. Like you said, it may not be an impact player out the gates, but it was a a, a need. We don't know what uh, Sue is going to do this off season, so. We had to fill that need. Um, I like the fact that we bulked up on the offensive line. We got to protect Brady, especially in the interior. Um, drafted two tight ends. We don't know what Rob is doing. He's out there partying somewhere, so mm-hmm. we got to <laughs> find another tight end somewhere. So we filled all the needs. I would have went, went corner earlier. We got a corner in the later rounds. I think it was uh, B B minus for me. Okay. Jason Light was drunk. <laughs> he was drunk man he was drunk it was, it, it was solid picks 
I, I don't know. I could be falling in love with the names, the brands. Did you watch the tapes? No, I have not watched Go the tapes. Go back and watch the tapes first. Again, I'm, I'm going to assume the people look decent on tape. But you, so you traded, you traded back out of the first round, right? You, we were in there the first. We traded back because we felt like, okay, there's nobody here right now that we felt like, you know, we, we really want or we're really in love with, right? So you trade out of the first. I feel like we could have taken a safety. I know not a, not a lot of people are going to think about that, but we just lost one of our starting safeties. And Mike Edwards is super solid. And even if you like AA, you know, I feel like, eh, I don't know if AA is a potential starting safety. So when, if one of our safeties goes down, I think we're in trouble. No, because we, we went and got two safeties in free agents. We got uh, Logan Ryan and we got um, Keon O'Neal. So I feel like we could have took a safety because Lewis Seen was sitting there. I'm, I'm big. I thought Lewis Seen was the best player in the national championship once Jamison Williams went down. I do like him. So I felt you could have went and got a Lewis Seen. So fine, you threw some old bodies at the safety position. Also, we don't know what Sue is doing. What you mentioned, we didn't address the defensive tackle at, at all. We have two starting DNs. So you take Logan Hall at two when Fadarius Mathis is sitting there again, a multi-year starter at Alabama now. To be fair, Alabama defensive linemen don't near, don't always blow things out of the water. Right, none of, them. none of them really are like amazing, but they're usually good contributors. But if and you, why not throw bodies at D tackle? If Sue ain't coming back, who's starting next to Velveeta Cheese? Me? Well, Logan Ryan, he's a hybrid. He can play both inside and outside. He's six six two seventy two. Logan Hall six six two seventy two. So. He's got the body type to kind of move along that defensive line. So that's probably the thought process. Maybe. Because the, the way I'm looking at it is if you trade it out, at that point you say, hey, we don't have any pressing needs. So then take best available. You can't tell me he was best available because he wasn't. No, nah, Andre Booth was for me. Right, Booth was there. Roger McCreary went two spots later, who's also a corner out of Auburn. We love Auburn corners. Yeah. Could have did that. You know, if you want to throw another receiver in the mix, if you're going to take a running back, why not take Brees Hall right then, then, right? Because we feel, okay, we just paid Lenny. He's a little bit older. We really don't have a, a solid backup. Maybe, I don't know if we re-signed Gio. Did we re-sign Gio? I don't remember. No, nah, we went and got Rashad White third round. <laughs> take, take a flyer on Brees Hall, right? Yeah. Like, like, this Logan Hall kid is doing what? And maybe and look, I could be wrong. I was shaking on the Joe on the JTS. That's what I was going to ask or you. JS the Joe Tryon Shanika. I was shaky on that pick. So maybe look, maybe they know better than me, man. But I'm looking at it on paper. It just looks funky. Then we took a punter. Like punters change the game. We have a punter. I mean, starting. So what's your grade? It's like it's like seventh round. You took that punter though, right? No, nah, it was no. fifth. <laughs> really? Maybe. Yeah. In the fifth round, I took a punter. Yeah. Yeah. It, again, the whole thing was just like funky. The whole, the whole draft for us, I think, was uh, in the fourth round. We took this punter. We took him in the fourth. <laughs> Shout out to Mallory. We took two rando tight ends, who I never heard of. I watch a lot of college football. I've never heard of Cade Otten or Coquiefed. Go watch the tape. Man, everybody looks good in the highlight. That's why it's a highlight tape. Like, come on, man. Like, they they took, I feel like every draft pick was a flyer. I feel like every draft pick was a. Like yeah, you said, maybe. though, like you said, though, you didn't know about Joe last year. And then when you actually saw him play. Joe looked really good. Again. That and was a gym. Listen, 
I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. So I'm hoping I'm wrong again. But I feel like we got a bunch of people who in five years are going to be like, man, what were they doing in the 2022 draft? So, so F? Nah, no, I mean, I have trust in Jason Light. So C plus, B minus, I don't know. Take a punter in the fourth, bro. It's, it's funky. Because they were dying to get him. I mean, he we was, drafted Roberto Aguayo before. <laughs> yeah, and it went terrible. <laughs> it was saying, a terrible decision. I'm just saying it's not something out the that's ordinary. A, that's a bad example, though. It's you not see, something it, that we won't do. It blew up in our faces. You shouldn't do it. And we're double back. He was, he was you great in college. Do it. He, was Le- a, he was a weapon in college. Sure, bro. He wasn't in the NFL. Nah, nah. I don't, know, right. I don't know what that was. So that's me. I'm done grabbing about the Bucks. Okay. All right. So, so you hated it. It, it was very hated underwhelming. It. Hated it. It was very underwhelming. Okay. All right. Like Again, like I said, you know, this draft has nothing to do with what you guys are doing this season. You guys are pretty much locked in. Well, we right actually kind of need one of these tight ends, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if Gronk don't come back, we're in trouble at tight end. OJ's gone. It's Cam Brate and Unk. I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, Cam, I mean, Cam Brate is not a bad second option if you had Gronk there. If we have Gronk. Right. So I, mean, I, so I, 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 I get that, but. I, again, it's hard for me to sit here and say that your position is your position in the NFL is bad based off of your tight end situation. No, it, you got you guys are in a position to win a Super Bowl. Yes, tight end or no tight end. Yes, it will help you. Yes, mm-hmm. but again, you guys are sitting here with one of the best receiving duos in the NFL. The best, yeah. So then, I'm at that point. What am I talking about? And we have the goat. So just again, didn't get a freaking corner. Goat birdie. You wanted some corner. You got Carl Davis. Bro, and again, kind of like it's kind of like what we talked about at the beginning, man. You guys are this will be the greatest or one of the greatest Super Bowls Tom Brady wins if he does win it because you guys have to run through a gauntlet. We got a nasty regular season schedule. Like it's 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 it's, it's nuts. Just like your home. Like I read those home games, like you guys go Rams and Packers and Bengals. Like you you play the Super Chiefs. You play the Super Bowl. Ravens. <laughs> Literally. You play the two teams that play the Super Bowl. Yes. Including the Chiefs. Then you got the Chiefs. So including the Packers. Yeah. So I mean again, it's it's we'll it's, it's it's nuts. You guys will be fine. Again, you got the GOAT, man. Let's talk about your Bears, man. How, how y'all did? The Bears. Um <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm gonna actually give my Bears a a B minus. Okay. Um I was happy with the draft. Again, we came in with six picks and left with eleven. Um with something. You, you feel me? I'm from Chicago. <laughs> Gotta leave here with something. Um, you know, the first pick they took Tyler uh, Kyler Gordon. I was cool with that. Um, I think that he's gonna be a day one starter opposite Jalen Johnson. Um, the cool thing I thought about him, uh, went back and watched some tape of him. The cool thing I think about Kyler Gordon is he wasn't the number one corner on that team. McDuffie. McDuffie, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that, all right, well. We're not throwing over there. Let's pick on the other guy. And he was really, really good, right? So to get target that much and to do what he did, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, if if Jalen Johnson is going to be our number one corner, who He's by solid. no and but by no means is he a, a lockdown corner, right? But again, really solid, really good. He'll take on any number one receiver. Cool. If Kyler is my is my uh, my number two, I'm cool with that. Um. They took Jaquan Brisker, who I think was my steal, like my best pick in the draft right now. Um, 
I think that what the Bears did, they're going to go back to running this traditional Tampa 2 defense. And he is a legit strong safety. Like, he wants that contact in the morning. He wants to hit. And if it's a possibility for him to bring out whatever we saw in those first few years of Eddie Jackson, just being a ball hawk, running around, making plays, then cool. At that point, I think the Bears have a really good secondary. Um, so you still got Robert Quinn. You still got Roquan Smith. That's cool. How did you feel about them not taking a receiver with that pick? I was going there. I was, okay. I, I would rather have them taken somebody who was going to be a potential number one receiver. Yeah, because Bayless Jones ain't it. He's not going to be that guy. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, again, we had no first round picks. So at that point is, are the guys that they took, you know, before um, Kyler Gordon or Brisker going to be a number one receiver in the league? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It'll see, like, I think, I think John Metch is a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. And actually, before he got hurt, I think his numbers were actually better than Jameson mm-hmm. Williams. I think he's a really good receiver. I think the ceiling for George Pickens is really, really high. Now, yeah. he's got to stay healthy, which mm-hmm. he has been unable to do. But I'm a really big George Pickens fan. I mean, 6'5", runs, a, runs like some and crazy 40. And, and at that point, the, the Bears have history of drafting receivers who just can't stay healthy. Yeah. So to not go that route and to pick guys. So again, if worst case scenario, if you know, the Bears are competitive in a lot of games and our defense couldn't stop anybody. We brought in a defensive head coach. He wants to make sure we emphasize defense. Now, did they give Justin Fields any kind of help? I feel like Jones is going to be like a best case scenario, like a release valve for him. Right. If if Darnell, because Darnell Moon is not a number one receiver on any other team besides ours. Right. He's really good. He's not great. So if that's our number one guy and if you're talking about just trying to get a guy in space, I wouldn't mind seeing that guy in space. I see what I you saw what he did on tape. Huh? It's I, nice. I, I think you're trying to paint a picture that's not there. I, I don't think that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, I, I honestly don't think that Justin Fields got better out of this draft. He didn't get any help. No, he didn't. Th- Do you know how much help that offense that, so, that offense needs? It's not going to be solved in one draft. Was your defense terrible last year? It wasn't great. But it wasn't as bad as the offense. If, no, we had a really bad team. At the team. end of the day, I invested my franchise in this rookie quarterback. I'm throwing everything at it. I'm I'm trying to go get George Pickens. I'm trying to go get if that if that's somebody the, else other than Valus Jones again if, if if that's the case and 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 we're sitting right there, I can't say that I'm sitting here and I'm I'm thinking that Kyler Gordon and Brisker were bad first two picks. They weren't, but they and at that point, is there a receiver that you would have taken before those two guys besides those guys that you named? And because to me, I think those guys have a higher ceiling at their positions than any receiver that we would have drafted at that point. I would have traded up and went and got Sky, Sky Moore. Yeah. Now, I, I feel I, like Brisker is a safer pick, but George Pickens' ceiling has got to be through. If he's healthy, right? Ceiling the roof, man. No, which is a big if. Don't get me wrong, but if we're talking about, like, ceiling, man, that kid's ceiling is nasty. Again, if, if, if I'm going off of what Unc says on tape. Think about it, though. The tape is good, but the tape also shows me that he can't stay on the field. The Bears could have so, made. And now you got grown men hitting you. No, it's fair. All right, listen to these names. Mm-hmm. You've got John Mechie, Tyquan Thornton, who ran the fastest 40 in the draft. Okay. 
George Pickens, Alec Pierce, who was the best receiver for Cincinnati when they made that run, Sky Moore, and you're the next player after that was Bayless Jones. You couldn't have traded up and got one of those guys. Trade, trade what? We, they they traded everything they could a right pick? now to. You could trade up to to get a pick ahead of. Why why are you grading my draft? No, I'm just, I, I'm I, just saying. Like I did, you, think you guys exactly. didn't do enough to show that you're invested. That you're committed in, to Justin Fields. Yeah. To be fair, in all honesty, I don't know if this coaching staff is committed to Justin Fields. That's also a thing. Why, why waste uh, the pick on him? Why waste Why waste such a valuable pick on him? The the people that drafted Justin Fields aren't there no more. This is a brand new. This is a brand new organization. They got rid of the GM. Got rid of the coach. This is a brand new organization. Hey, so, well, when Brady retires, trade him to Tampa. Yeah, we'll That's take cool. him. We know what to do with him. No, listen, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm in that boat, but to be fair, you guys see something, right? Yeah. But if you come in there and say, you know what? I like what I saw from him last year. I know he has potential. I know he has talent. But he might not be the guy that I would take. And you know that's the case. If you if you if you walked onto a a football field right now, you see what Lakewood has. If you know there can be upgrades at a position, you'd be like, "You know what? That guy's really good." But I, I think that I can find somebody that might fit better. No, it's true. Okay, right? And he might what, not be their guy. That he might not be their guy. And for so, and for whatever reason, if CJ is there next year, and they find their way to get the second or third pick in the draft, that coaching staff might say, "You know what? Again, I see Justin. He has the tools, but I'm in front of this guy every single day. I might want to go there. That's going to be my guy who I hitch my wagon to because I picked him. No, they not could. that I inherited right. him." I mean, at the end of the day, though, as a coach, when you get when you sign to a team, you have a choice. You know that quarterback's gonna be there when you sign with the team, but he's also coming in with his GM. You get what I'm saying? Like again, this is a brand new organization. This is a brand new GM, brand new coach. So this GM hired his coach. So if his coach says, "You know what? I think Justin's talented, but I think we could trade him and get this guy," that GM will probably say, "Hey." I've hitched my wagon to you. You've hitched your wagon to me. Let's go do it. We only get one shot at this. Man. I'd rather get the shot with my guys. You know what I would have did? I would have traded him to Pittsburgh if that's the case. And, and well, no, you don't do it get now. That pick. No, you don't do no, it. You don't, do, you it don't do it now. No, you don't do it now. Right. You wait. If he, if he's not your guy, then you wait till next year. and You make a move. And again, I think that I think that I think a lot of times, even with stuff, I, I know you kind of dragged on the NFL a little bit. And yep. We're talking about the Bears. Yes, we are. <laughs> but if if we don't see any progression in Justin Fields from this really bad team to this year's bad team and show some kind of signs, then yeah, they might just go ahead and say, you know what? Hey, he's got talent, but he's not our guy and get rid of him. They're not giving him a chance yeah. at all. Last year wasn't good. This year, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. All right. Let's take a pause for the cause real quick. We'll come back and talk about some basketball. And a little bit of hockey's. When you've been injured, you deserve help from an attorney that knows how to handle your injury claim. This is attorney Clinton Paris from the law office of Clinton Paris. For over a decade, I worked for insurance companies, and now I use that knowledge and experience to help people that have been injured. For a free consultation, call me, attorney Clinton Paris, at 813-413-7924. That's 813-413-7924 or at parislawoffice.com. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Offices, Riverview. The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladyrumpunch.com. Shake well, and please drink responsibly. NBA playoffs. Dude, that was nice. 
like how you did that. Thanks, man. Thanks. My boys are gone. Bulls are officially fishing in Lake Michigan right now. Shout out to your boys, though. Uh, for being ahead of schedule, yes. Shout out to them. If that's what we're doing right now, because we do consolation prizes around here. I don't. Okay, cool. So <laughs> Bucks knocked <laughs> off the <laughs> Bucks knocked off the Bulls for one in that series. Uh, Warriors knocked off the Nuggets for one in their series. Uh, quick pause again. My apologies. Uh, to the entire Western Conference. Um, I thought that this Western Conference was, or the, the Western Conference playoffs were going to be just foregone conclusions, kind of boring, kind of trash. All the fun would be in the East. The best teams are in the East. I was completely wrong. I'm going to piggyback on that too, because I think we just got kind of caught up in the star power with, oh, the the Nets. And it was really the Nets and maybe Boston, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of good teams over in the West. Absolutely. And it's a good competition. Yeah, again, like I'm, I'm looking at the, you know, the Eastern Conference uh, first round that finished up. I mean, none of them went past five games except for what, Raptors-Philly? So they pretty much went ahead and did what they needed to do. Now, first round in the Western Conference was very entertaining. Like, I didn't think Minnesota was going to do anything big time in the in the um in the playoffs. Shout out to my man Pat Bev. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> go go ahead. Go ahead, Breeze. You, you know you want to say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. We in Minnesota now. <laughs> so there it is. So again, they Wait, made. Did, did you see when he was blowing kisses off the court on the way out? Yeah. Like, come on, you're not Kobe. Get out of here. They were cheering. They were cheering him off. I'm actually cool with that. Stop it. I was actually cool with that. I wasn't cool with them celebrating winning the play-in game, mm-hmm. but I was actually cool with that. It's the end of the season. I mean, those guys, are, those folks are probably season ticket holders. They've been there every night cheering for him. Sure. They were... He, they were. He, he's blowing kisses as if he's going to make the decision like but no, LeBron. They, they, were, they were crowded around the tunnel, kissing the man out. Recognize the people who have spent tons of money to come see you every night. Stop I'm it. cool with that. They didn't do that for KG. I, I don't... How do you know that? I'm sure KG got a really nice send off in Minnesota. Kevin Love probably got a really nice send off in, in Minnesota. Right. Minnesota appreciates their guys; they don't get many good ones. That's true, but it's very true. I digress. So again, Grizzlies Timberwolves six game <laughs> six game series. Uh, the the Pelicans made that series entertaining. Yeah, those games were very close, very entertaining, and the games that we saw, majority of the games I think we saw in the East kind of just weren't um heat hawks just weren't entertaining bulls got blown out pretty much every game that they lost they were just bad matchups i think we're gonna get bad, better matchups in round two yeah sure but I mean, they still got blown out yeah bad, bad matchups are not, they got blown out they got thrashed i'm not backing off my stance with the playoffs okay which was my what? thing my thing with the west i didn't think there wouldn't be good games i just think Phoenix and, and Golden State are just head and shoulders better than everybody. Okay. So in terms of like, oh man, I think it's gonna be anybody can come out of it. Like, mm-hmm. no, I and I haven't moved from that. Looking in at that first that first round of games, if healthy, so Phoenix was without Devin Booker for a game. Mm-hmm. You know, D Book comes back with us. You know, if he, you know, hamstrings can be funky. Comes back and they just handle business. Mm-hmm. No one's out of there. Golden State should have swept the Nuggets. Okay. You know, Minnesota. The 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 we talked about it last week. The Grizzlies struggled with Minnesota, which tells me that they're not ready to be legit. 
So literally, I'm looking at the West. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's Phoenix and Warriors, and then it's everybody else. So there were some entertaining games, yes, but just about who could come out of it. D-Book got hurt in what, game three? Yeah, I I think he missed game four and five, Mm -hmm. right? So, So, I mean, again, like they lost... Game two, that was with a healthy Devin Booker. So again, yeah. it's it's the fact that that these games were still made competitive, and in the other in the East, we just didn't see that with the stars no, or is, not. No, which is fine. So I will I will give that the West had more entertaining games in the first round, mm-hmm. but overall, my stance was the West is two teams and then everybody else, and I still feel that way. So do you think if Draymond played last night, it would have it would have not came down to the last minute? No, and. So do we want to jump into that real quick? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got a bone with that. That I don't know if it's me being a homer or not. Probably. Oh, the, the call itself? No, 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 no. That was the the Grizzlies needed to win that game. I absolutely feel that the Grizzlies needed to win that game. You're at home, game one. Draymond goes out. Steph doesn't have a great night. He has an okay night. Clay struggles. <sighs> Right, make some bad decisions late Jack, in the game. Two free throws, so fifteen points. <laughs> that's the game with a Warriors team. Yeah, you have to win that game. You have to. It doesn't mean that they're going to get swept. It's not what I'm saying. But if you're trying to upset, which is funny to say that because they're actually the higher seeded team. Let's be honest. They're trying to upset Golden State. Mm-hmm. You need to win Game One at home with those circumstances, and you failed. I think it give it gives them confidence though because Ja and uh, Jaron Jackson had thirty three and thirty four. Jaron ain't going for thirty plus so points if Draymond's on that court. I get that, but he it gives him a little bit of confidence. Bain had what he had nine points, and Dylan Brooks had eight. You don't think those guys are just gonna have those kind of games? I do. The rest of the series, not not every night, no. But I don't, I don't think, think so. they're going. They're not going for twenty five a night, and Jaron Jackson is not going for thirty a night. It, it gives them confidence, though. I think it goes seven. I'm still picking Golden State, but you think that series goes seven? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, hey. I, I don't think Memphis is is a pushover. I think Memphis is too oh. inconsistent. And when they're good, they're when they're good, they're really good. And they're, when actually, they're not. They're it actually shooting it better. Tyus Jones, he's giving them good minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. He's a good second option at point guard. Oh, yeah. And if I've said it before, if Ja is playing like how he's supposed to play and you got Bane shooting the three, Dylan, he's a he's a really good defender. Yes, he is. So I think they could push him to seven. Hmm. I don't. And I, I think last night gave him confidence we could beat this team. To me, but but you that's the one you gotta win, though. You had everything in your favor. They did. Jaron Jackson exploded. Jaron Jackson ain't had a game like that in the playoffs so far. No. So Jaron Jackson has his best shooting night. He goes for 30 plus. Yeah. Ja goes for 30 plus. Draymond's hurt. Yeah. I mean, and, Draymond's ejected. And like Stephen Clay go eight for 40. Or 14 for 40. I'm sorry. 14 so. for 40 collectively out of the two best shooting pair the league has probably ever seen. Right. And you're at home and you lose that game? Yeah. They should be afraid. It was still a pool I would party, be though. Shook. You know what? You know, <laughs> and, and Jordan Poole is still being Jordan Poole. So you know Poole's Poole's still gonna be Poole. Steph and Clay not gonna shoot like that every night. I don't. You got to win those, man. I don't think they got that mental makeup where they're shook. I, I mean, think, I, think, I, think, I think they're just young and they're gonna play ball. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think that they'll make it a series. I, I can't go with you on seven. I mean, I can see it being a six game series at most. At, at, I mean, but even still, I mean, six games. You don't for that team and and the Warriors even they don't seem like it. They're an older team, yeah. So you don't want to get to the second round. You would like to get the job done with a sweep. That's cool. At least maybe five. Let's go and get to the next round because it's going to be tough. Whoever we see in the finals, you're playing more games. Golden State. 
who's actually very, very fresh. And I, I, I kind of wanted to ask you guys about that. You know, it's kind of like watching, you know, uh, LeBron teams or, you know, Bulls teams, Lakers teams back in the day where it's like they're playing so much basketball year in and year out where the Warriors have been able to actually kind of take a break over the last couple of years, you know, with injuries to Clay, injuries to, you know, last year, they didn't make it into the, the, the play-in game or they, they lost the play-in, right? They were busy fleecing the league. They were, they were, <laughs> they were busy fleecing the league, but in, in, in reality, like, they're kind of fresh. Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, for an older team, they're, they're very, very fresh. All of it. Like, Draymond didn't play a lot. Like, Draymond mm-hmm. has not played a ton of games the last couple of years. Clay's missed a ton of games. Mm-hmm. Steph has missed a bunch of games. Jordan Poole and Wiggins are, like, the only ones who have played a bunch of games in the last two seasons. But, you know, the scary thing, though, is how cohesive they are, even though they haven't played a lot of games. So it, it's, it's compliments to yeah. Steve Kerr on the system he's got in place. When a Jordan Poole could just be plugged in and, and fit into that scheme. Or anybody. Wiggins. Uh, who else is out there? Uh, is it Porter? I think Kaminga's out there. Kaminga. They're, playing, they're playing Porter, Otto yeah, Porter, so get minutes. You plug and play, and then yeah. the stars come back and they just fit right mm-hmm. in. So that's the scary part. And then they throw in uh, Gary Payton. <laughs> Gary yeah, Payton in there. He just shows Man, up. He just, yeah. GP. Yeah. yeah. So, real quick, you kind of touched on, on Draymond. And I asked moms this Shout um, to today. Moms. Shout out to Pam. And I, I, I saw it. I saw the play happen. You know, in real time, I didn't think that was going to be a flagrant two. You know, I, I thought that hey, his hand might just got caught in his jersey, whatever, whatever. Now, two things about this. Obviously, when you see the replay in slow motion, it's like, oh, there goes Draymond being Draymond. You've moved on from kicking guys in the nuts to now, you know, yanking them down in midair. Lame. So I thought the ejection was cool. I thought it was worthy. You guys can kind of talk about it if you want to. But what tripped me out is that I'm watching him while he's leaving. And there's just something about Draymond that, aggravates me like like his antics and getting kicked out of game one doing all that dumb stuff it really just bothered me and then I sat back I'm like oh man I used to love when Dennis Rodman did that (laughs) but for some reason it's like why did I love it when Dennis didn't obviously clearly I'm a Bulls fan might be biased but I'm like am I am I being unfair to Draymond because I mean Dennis Headbutt a referee, take off his jersey, throw it in the fan, you know, and run off the court with his little high gallop. I'm like, yeah, Dennis got thrown out. But when think- I see Draymond do, I'm like, dude, get your clown off the off the court. Because that's actually who Dennis is, though. I don't think that's who Draymond is. Dennis, um, yeah, no, Dennis is weird, like straight up weird. He, you you don't know what to expect from him. But Draymond, he's more level headed off the court. Dennis, he's just gonna do whatever off the court. So. I think Draymond, he's more calculated in what he does. He he thinks about what he does before he do it. Whereas Dennis, he's just reacting. And I think that's the difference between them. But he just, Draymond reminds me of like a corner I don't like to play because I know I'm better than him, but he's just so annoying at the line of scrimmage. And he, he he's not that talented, but mm-hmm. he's going to be there all night. And he just annoys you. But I don't think that's actually who he is. I think with Dennis, though, He's just crazy. Draymond ain't crazy. He's smart. <laughs> I think Dre, when I, when I first saw it, I'm like, this is goofy. But then I I, I think I, I thought about, to your point, and, and I, I agree with everything you said about Dennis. Like, Dennis was just, 
everything was in the moment. Mm-hmm. Everything was in the right now. How do I feel right now? What matters to me right now? And if it's headbutting this ref and taking <laughs> my jersey off, then that's what I'm going to do. I suppose that Draymond is more of a thinker. But I also, I, I pause to think about who is Draymond to that team. Draymond's the dirty work guy. So in terms of their roles on the team, there's actually some similarity in terms there's of- There's a lot of similarities. The energy guy, the dirty work guy, the, the defender. Yeah. I'll take the, I'll, I'll guard Joker. I'll come back and I'll guard Jaron Jackson. If mm-hmm. I get a switch on John Moran, I'm going I'm to take that too. You know what I mean? So there's a certain mentality that has to go into that. Mm-hmm. And then they're also the energy people. And let's just be honest, like, Clay's not going to be the energy guy on that team. Jordan Poole ain't old enough. He's not a leader. Draymond's also the leader in that locker room. And so a lot of times when you're that guy, when you go through a postseason gauntlet or a drag, you know, sometimes that guy, if he don't bring it, other guys won't bring it. And so now it's like, all right, you know, I'm getting ejected. Let me give you my last shot of energy. It comes out weird. And I thought it was goofy. And I'm like, what? Draymond, what are you doing? But I, I've said that before about Draymond. But Draymond's role and his voice and what he does for that team, it matters for them. So even if I think it's goofy, yeah. I know Draymond did it for a good reason. And to right. him, he felt that, okay, this will do something for my teammates. And so at that point then, you know, I kind of got to let him have it. I'm with that. All right, I'm cool. Like, like I said, I, I, I wanted a, an objective opinion because, again, like I, I see Dennis and I see Draymond. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and in all honesty, like, no, Dennis was in the moment, but he knew what he was doing when he sat there and would taunt Shaq or taunt Alonzo Mourning. Like he's purposely going oh, into yeah. these oh, games, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get in his head. I'm gonna make him react. I'm gonna make him want to fight me. I'm gonna make him do something. And now we both get two texts, but yeah, I'm gone. I still got Michael Jordan. Right. Right. <laughs> Alonzo's gone. Who y'all got? Right. Like, yeah. So, all right, I'm cool with that. Um, what else did we see yesterday? Buck Celtics. The greatest player in the world, Giannis. Is that cool with, with you? No, is it cool with you? No, it's not. not. But the greatest Where player is? in the world, Giannis, nah. got him a little. Y'all still got KD, huh? Excuse you? <laughs> I beg your pardon? Did you, you did that on purpose. Come again? I know you did that on purpose. Come again? I'm, I'm just asking. I'm asking for a friend. You know good and, All right. you know good and well. <laughs> Listen, the greatest player in the world, Asterix, got himself a little triple-double, right? Wow. 24, 13, and 12. It's a little triple-double. On 9 of 25 shooting. But he got a triple-double. Cool. Yeah. They took care of business against the Celtics. Um, I thought that the Celtics, again, I, I think that we were talking about the, the Celtics and Nets game. And if the refs were going to allow the Celtics to bump and bully you know, the way that they did with the Nets, then yeah, they can keep on going. I think that that's the way that team is built. But the Bucks are kind of built that way too. <laughs> like, you don't want to start bumping Giannis. You don't want to start bumping Brooke Lopez. You don't want to start bumping Drew Holiday. Like, they can out-physical you too. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think, again, that makeup, you know, I, I think we were never sold on the Celtics. I know you sure weren't coming in. And the Bucks, they've been here. They know how to win now. So I think at this point, to me, I think Brooklyn was the scariest team for me coming into the playoffs. I think the Bucks are the scariest team for me now. In the East or yeah. just period? Period. Okay. You want me to go? Go ahead. Couple, couple things. First of all, mm-hmm. absolutely agree on the physicality thing. And I tweeted it from the, the account. 
Like, if the Celtics think that physical style of play, which helped them against Brooklyn, is going to help them in this series, they're lying to themselves. They don't have the size, and they don't have the physicality, and they're not going to frustrate Giannis like that. Mm-mm. He plays a physical game. He's looking for the contact. Brooke Lopez, he's looking for that. They Bobby play Portis that way. Wants that Bobby Portis crazy is a, guys. <laughs> man, he's an agitator too, right? He's that. But he's low key the energy guy on their team. Yeah, he's Draymond. So if you're looking to beat them like that, you are fooling yourselves because it's not going to work. Yeah. My second point on this series is this is the Celtics I expected to see against Brooklyn. Jalen Brown went for 12 points. I said this before. I don't think Jalen Brown is a 25 points per game in the playoffs guy. I don't believe in him to be able to do that every night. Can he do it some nights? Absolutely. Some nights he'll give you 30. And he has nights like this where he gives you 12. And that is what, to me, that's what's been holding this Celtics team back when they get into the postseason. Tatum can give you 20 plus every night. Some nights he'll give you 40. He might have a, a 50 point night. I don't know if Jalen Brown can be that number two guy every single night in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. In, in a 12 points? Yeah. 12? Yeah. That's unacceptable, man. Like if you if you want to be a serious contender, that is completely unacceptable, man. It, it, it's not gonna fly. And then of course, I mean, everybody else regress back to the mean. Marcus Smart, 10 points. Not surprised. I kind of expect that from a Marcus Smart. Al Horford went for 12. I kind of expected better from Horford. But I, this has been my issue with Boston, why I, don't, I can't see them as a championship team, because on a night where, where Tatum, even, you know, he gave you 21, which is still a good night. Is, every, is, every, is somebody else ready to, to give that 25, that 30, every single night? And I don't think anybody else is. So at that point, it's hard for me to look at Boston and be like, yeah, they can compete for a championship. I think moving forward, Boston's going to have to figure out how to get into the paint because it, it seemed like they were just shying away from trying to get into the paint. They were just settling for threes. And if you're not hitting threes, you're going to have to find another way to score the ball. And like Pump said, it's if you want to play physical, we could play that way, but it's not that kind of game with, with, <laughs> with the Bucs. <laughs> if you want to play that way, there it is. Play that way. But to your point, though, what you said about Giannis in the last series, do you want to be going in the paint like that? He's young right. and big and strong. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? So, like, I'm, I'm looking at this. Not like Milwaukee shot that great either. I mean, they only shot, mm. with, you know, 41% overall. They didn't shoot good. Giannis didn't shoot good. Bobby Portis actually shot 50%. But Drew Holiday, you know, 8 for 20, didn't shoot good at all. Finished the game with 25 points. But, again, just shooting percentage, not great. Right. Um, but I'm sitting here, you know, uh, right now in this NBA where – a lot of teams seem to try to be what, you know, Golden State is and starting to live and die with that three. Milwaukee only shot 34 threes. Boston shot 50. <laughs> right? So at that point, to me, I feel like if, if a team wants to beat Milwaukee, I'm looking at what the Bulls are doing, and it was so frustrating watching that, that, that series, and I think a lot of people can look at that bulls buck series and take a lot from it from the standpoint of, DeMar DeRozan, if you have a guy like that who doesn't live and die with the three, that man is automatic for mid-range, right? If you have a guy that can come in, you know, come in a lot and actually hit that consistent 15 to 18-foot jump shot, that was there for DeMar. DeMar can get to his spots and hit that because I don't want to go into the paint. I don't want to see Brooke Lopez. I don't want to see Giannis. I'm going to get my shot blocked. And the only thing that, that DeMar didn't have available to him 
was consistent guys in Kobe White or Zach Levine or Pat Williams to hit that open shot, to now hit that open three. So I'm sitting here and I'm looking at Boston and Breeze, like you were, you were, what you were saying, Marcus Smart, he was money from the three-point line, but he had guys that can get in and actually get that shot for him. He wasn't taking con- contested threes against right. Brooklyn. Yeah. He was getting open shots because Tatum could make, could make a move or Brown could make a move. They were getting to the paint. You're not going to do that against Milwaukee. So if you can't hit that outside jump shot or have Tatum at least have some kind of mid-range game and not have to get into the trees, then it's going to take a while. <laughs> so that was actually my thing. I mean, so Jason, I think Jason, Jason Tatum has a really, really good mid-range game. It wasn't mm-hmm. falling for him. Like, you look at his numbers, he shot four for nine for three. Yeah. So he didn't take an absorbent amount of threes. But he ended up being six of 18 from the field. That's because the Bucks length around the paint. <laughs> and, you know, the guys around him, right? So look at the people around him. Marcus Smart went one for six from three. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown went three for nine from three. So who's he kicking to, right? Like, that's the other thing. So even if he is, he can find a way to get into that paint. Who's he kicking to? Is he kicking to somebody that's like... It was him. It was Al. The fact is, it was Al Horford. He was four for nine. Right. And so Alfred, I mean, Al shot the ball 11 times. Nine of them were three. So he was there and he was knocking them down. But if you're going to have to depend on Al Horford... Exactly. And, and that's, that's the issue. So to me, this game, offensively at least for the Celtics, has got to come down to Jalen Brown has got to decide to be that other guy. Yeah. And he's got to be willing to do it every single night. And you got to find different ways to do it. If the jump shot ain't falling, get to the paint. Draw files. Find other ways to do it. And and I like the kid. I'm just not a believer in him, man. I think Jason Tatum's going to need another running mate. I think this goes five. Oof. I, I just, I just don't. You were, you were big on, you were high on Boston. I wasn't high. I, I got the Bucks going to the finals. But you high on Boston like last I, I was, year? You yeah, thought I'm going seven with the Nets, and they yeah. gonna go five with the Bucks. <laughs> I just saw that game. I saw the entire game yesterday. They got bullied. They got yeah. bullied, and I don't think they could. They could find another way to score. I don't. I don't think they could go into the paint. It's not happening. It's no, just, it's no, just it's not it's, gonna it's happen. Not, it's not and, gonna happen. And I don't think they're gonna consistently hit shots. And and I think. The X factor is going to be Grayson Allen. <laughs> Shout out to the Dukies, but Shout I, out to the Duke. I think he's a consistent shot maker from the three point range. When Giannis attacks and kicks it out to him, mm-hmm. he can he could hit a shot. Connerton could hit a mm-hmm. shot. Portis could hit a shot. Oh, by the way, they still don't have Chris Middleton, and they don't and have yeah. He's he yeah. could come back, but they actually got guys who could hit shots. They probably didn't have their best shooting game yesterday, mm-hmm. and they still won by still a win. huge amount. So, yep. I don't see how Boston could combat this. They could play however they they want to play. If you want to shoot, we could shoot. If you want to get physical, we can get physical. Yeah, and we got we got a Giannis. <laughs> so looking too far ahead, it. that's why I think the Warriors can beat them. Huh? Because the Warriors ain't got to get to the paint. Nope, they will shoot you to death. I think that's why I think that's why looking way too far ahead. I think that's why the Warriors have a good shot of being able to beat the Bucks. I'm, if if it I'm comes all to that. again, have shooters or have somebody that you can that you have to consistently hit that three. If if Boston can shoot the way they shot in those first couple games against Brooklyn, against Milwaukee, then Milwaukee will be in trouble. Yeah, because Marcus Smart was hitting threes. Jalen Brown was obviously scoring. He was also getting to the paint, which again against this team you're not going to do. But Tatum can shoot. If Brown can shoot and you got Al Horford who can consistently hit at least three or four threes a night, 
they can beat Milwaukee, I, I, mean, I believe. I could give Horford those, but if if you're not worried about someone taking you off the dribble, how easy is it to guard the three? I got all this length, pause, pause. to catch up and, and block anything in the paint. Why would I be concerned about that? Again, Tatum has to be that guy to at least get some kind of penetration. Pause. pause. The other, and, but the other guys have to make shots. They have to make shots. I mean, obviously, that's the key to basketball anyway. You, you got to make shots. I, I yeah. love how, like, we kind of do analysis. Like, well, you know, hey, they weren't making shots. So that's why they lost. Well, yeah. duh. Well, yeah. They got to score. All right. Yeah. All right. So for the games to tonight, for tonight. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all have this series going seven? No. No, not seven. Okay. No. Um, I'd like to see it. <sighs> I'm so torn in this series. I hate Boston. It was just a rough game one. <laughs> I hate Boston. It, but I'm okay seeing the Bucks lose. Yeah, I'm okay with it. it, it to me, game two will de- determine. It's kind of copping out a little bit. Um, game two will kind of determine where I think the series is going to go. If Boston doesn't win game two, sweep. Then it's probably going to be a sweep. Sweep. Five at the most. Feds did a sweep. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they can make it, a competitive or even a double-digit win next time they play, then I might jump on the bandwagon of them pushing it to a solid six, a tough six. I think Tatum comes out, drops 40, and it's still not enough. Sheesh. I mean, yeah. That's tough. Quite possible. Demand a trade. (laughs) All right, Monday. Today is the second, by the way. It's Monday, May 2nd. Tis. All right, so we just finished watching the Heat and the Sixers. Uh, the Heat won that 106-92. to 92. No Joel Embiid, who is going to be out until game three, at least. They will be down 0-2 by then. They, they will. Um, there's, there's no way Philly wins this without the MVP, right? No. Yeah. I mean, James Harden's a shell of himself. <laughs> You've got no chance. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no. It's a great reference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tobias Harris came out. Hey, man. Dropped 27. But here's, here's the, the, the other thing, right? He did not shoot well tonight. They They're, did not have a – they shot 25% from three. They will shoot better than that. Sure, but – They're not a shooting team, no. Correct. But they will shoot better than that. 25% is well below their team average, so they will shoot better than that. And Jimmy, Jimmy had a chill night. Jimmy went for a chill 15. Oh, yeah. His 40-point 40, his 40 game for this series hasn't come yet. Yeah. Because, you know, so, Jimmy's good for 40 at least once every series. So, what? He pulls that out game three. Sure. Joel comes back. Game three, he pulls that out. Joel's the only one who gets buckets for Philly because Tobias Harris goes back to being Tobias Harris. Yeah. Man, Philly's in trouble. Yeah. And then they got Doc, so. Yeah. Max, you know he's getting outcoached. Yeah, Maxie ain't that guy. James ain't that guy anymore. Joel ain't there. At some point, somebody's going to have about? to do a case study on James Harden. At some point. We don't need to get into it tonight. I, he's out of shape. He don't, we got a lot. He's we gotta, fat. <laughs> there's got to be a case study on this dude, man. This is bonkers. He's he's a very interesting case. So are we calling that a sweep? Yeah. No, I'm not going to call it a sweep. No? If, with or without if Embiid. If Embiid don't come back, it's wait, a wait. sweep. If, if, if Embiid comes back game three, I mean, I would say six game series. I mean, in all honesty, like I, res- I respect what he's doing. Jill, he's got to have, monster, he's got to have surgery already for the for the hand, the ligament in his hand. If he's gonna come back and try to play with an orbital bone fracture after a couple of face. days, he's a broken face. <laughs> Hit him with yeah. the cortisone, man. I mean, I get it, but you, I mean, you're not do it. You're not Kobe. You're not 
you know, a shooting guard. He's like, got that mentality, though. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying that because, like, you're not a perimeter player. You're down low. You're bumping. You're bruising. Like, you're going to get hit in the face again. Put the mask. Put on the mask. I wouldn't get who I was to put on the mask. No? No. Got the- it's fine. So, yeah. Put no. a mask on. Sweep. Right. Sweep. Sheesh. Uh, Sweep. I mean, five at the most. At the most. Yeah. That's tough. Five at the most. Even even if MB comes back game PJ three. PJ Tucker going to hit him in the face on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Jimmy might hit him in the face on purpose. Uh, I was going to yeah. go with Jimmy, actually. Yeah. Bam might hit him in the face on purpose. Nah. nah Bam ain't that bad. You, do it. PJ will do it. No. Bam. I mean, he's the third option, but he'll you, do you it. You got to be willing to be like that guy. And do you it. don't think that. Bam will do it? No. Nah. You don't think Pat Riley will come down and be like, Bam. No, because he's, he, he's gonna pull a Danny Ainge and be like, I'm the one that always does it. No, Kevin McHale, clothesline him. No, PJ will volunteer. You ain't gotta ask. Soon as he sees it, soon as the Joel and B will return for game three <laughs> in Philly. P- okay. I mean, if, ooh, 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 ooh. pick if, me, pick if, me. If you want it done properly, though, put Udonis in there. Now, okay. As I'm a devil. Okay, yeah. at that point, you know what's gonna happen. Hey man, if, if they put him in there, <laughs> it's over with. You already know. Oh, he's about to it's go a, it's foul. A dead giveaway. Yeah, yeah right. I hit him in the face. All right, so sweep Can or five at the most. Kick him in the face. <laughs> what is that from? What? And mambo. I got enough. Chop, chop. Really? From Would like you? the most classic dance what? scenes in like movie history. Love don't cost a thing when he's on the beach. They're doing the. You really <laughs> just referenced love don't cost a thing, bro. Everybody knows how to do that dance. You don't know that dance, y'all. Neither of you. Um, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you so know, I know exactly. That, I, I mean, that's the, gonna be the first and last love don't cost a thing reference. Shout out to Christina Million though. Yep, still fine. Cool with that. Not shouting out Nick. Le- nah. Last game. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> last game of the night. The Mavs and Phoenix. Sweet. That's a sweep. Feds did a sweep. The the Mavs don't need to be here. In all honesty, I mean, Jalen Brunson's playing really good ball. They don't need to be here. That thing's a sweep. It's gonna. It's not even gonna be close. Right now, I think. I think Phoenix is happy to get this this matchup just so they can kind of coast, rest Devin Booker, rest Chris Paul, whoever they got. They know that they're gonna win. They should beat this team. This should be a sweep. But y'all say uh, the Pelicans had them on the ropes. No, no, no. I said they made it competitive. When, when if D Book was going to be out, I said the Pels had a chance. He's still going to be out this series. No, he's, he's cooking. He, he's right now. He's in his oh. bag tonight too. Do you just no, like he he just gave Luca a nasty one two one two baseline pump fake on the help pull up midi little hezzy. Oh my goodness, no, <laughs> fillet. D, <laughs> bro, D Book is in his bizag. I mean, he so got sweet. he got nineteen night. I mean, if anybody's in their bag, is DeAndre Ayton. That boy is 12 for 15 for 25 points. It's all lobs, though. You don't like him, do you? It, it's not that I don't like him. It's just... It's, hard, like for me, it's hard for me to say DeAndre Ayton is in his bag. He's not... There's no pull-up jumpers. He's not... They're not yeah. feeding the post. It's pick and roll, lobs, putbacks. And he's he's dominating them. No, no. He's doing a really great job. That's his role. He's doing a... He's you. excelling in I his role. But it's hard for me to be like, man, DeAndre Ayton is really getting off. It's like, putback dunks? All right, all right. So we're calling sweep. Oh yeah, big sweep. I think Luca gets one. It's Luca. Nah, Luca ain't even hundred percent himself right now. Right? It don't matter. It's Luca. He finds a way. With, sure. With, sure. With, sure. With what? Is is Dirt walking through that door? Nah, J.K. ain't coming through them doors. Jason Terry walking through that door. Sean Marion ain't coming through that door. 
Ain't, ain't happening. Nah. Nah. It's that, they that got Dead Witty. They got Brunson. You've got no chance. <laughs> I think it's sweet. Yeah. And that's basketball, man. It's, it, it, it's not as entertaining overall as I would have liked it to have been. Again, we've had a very entertaining postseason up to this point. Um, the Western Conference, I think, besides, you know, Dallas and any game that they play, has been doing a good job for me. Um, Do y'all was, miss LeBron? No. Does the playoffs miss LeBron? No, I miss the Lakers. And that's only because you're a fan. No, no. NBA is good when the Lakers are good. You know what I'm saying? But you only miss the Lakers because you're a fan. Like, I don't miss the Lakers in the playoffs right now. No. For what? Because it's the most storied franchise in the league. What does that matter? It, it you matters. keep saying that. No, it, 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 the it, Lakers it, being it kinda, in the playoffs kinda, moves the needle. It does. It moves so the Steph needle. Curry being in the playoffs doesn't move wait, the needle? Wait, wait, I didn't, I didn't say other people don't move the needle. I'm just saying the Lakers do or move the needle. Or people tune in when the Lakers are on TV. Because people hate the Lakers. People will watch just to try and see the Lakers lose. Because if we're in the playoffs, we have a polarizing player that people either love or hate. Yeah, man, the Lakers move the needle, man. It's Come like on. the Yankees. But can we not do this? I mean, they've only had that twice. What? A polarizing figure. People hated Magic. When? Besides those, that first year. People hated Magic. Ooh. People not in L.A. But I'm sorry. Outside of Boston, who hated Magic Johnson? New York. No, they didn't. Yeah. That. People hate like If you are, are a are Laker you, are great. You, are you being a Magic Johnson? I mean, Michael Jordan <laughs> right now, you're just making up things? No, people just hate the Lakers in general. I get that. But who hated Magic? He played for the Lakers, so they hated him. And we were good. It was Showtime. It was Hollywood. People I, hate nobody that. Hated. Everybody loved Magic. They, yeah, thank you. <laughs> nobody hated Magic. Nobody hated Kareem. People, nobody hated the, the so Lakers. So fine, Maybe Kareem. Just, so nobody, I, you know, I wait, hate. You said well, nobody well, hated well, the Lakers. Well, maybe because of the pro-black thing. Nobody sure. hated the Lakers. Racism. You seriously believe that? Nobody Outside hated of Boston, Showtime Lakers. I don't think that that many people you think hated the Lakers back in the eighties. I staunchly disagree. I, that the Laker hate didn't just start because Kobe was good. Like people have always hated the Lakers. I again, I never grew up with people hating the Lakers. Okay, I knew people down here who hated Michael Jordan. Any because uh, plenty of people hated MJ. Sure, plenty of people hated MJ. If if you any team any player, if you win too much, people will hate you. People hate LeBron. He wins too much. Brady. People hate Brady because he wins too much. Any team, any person, any organization but that I, wins too I, I much. I just don't see how people, people can hate, hate Magic, though. It's, so if you different. think people didn't hate Magic, then fine. But people hated the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, you think that people hated the Lakers? Yes. Interesting. They won too much. That's very Na- interesting. Name a team that won to that level that people didn't hate. What? 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 Again, we can talk about this. Okay, fine. Yeah, we can talk about this off because, again, like the Lakers won, what, five rings in the 80s? Boston won three so they won five out of so on average they won at least every other year people are going to hate that so i i guess do you think people hate golden state i think that people i I think that i think it's different now i think that people hate people who like golden state you just say we're not gonna get into this i'm sorry you want to hit the button because we want to do that hockey i don't have (gasps) the button but we can do that hockey real quick. <laughs> I'll, I'll put in later. Uh, hockey started. The Lightning lost. Five oh, they got smacked by who? The Mapes. The Mapes. The Mapes. Uh, it's game one. I'm not worried. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's game. So, one. so who's the favorites though <laughs> to win it all? Yeah. Avalanche. Avalanche and the Panthers. Are they the Abbies? 
No. I still say Panther, I mean uh Avalanche and Lightning in the finals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm I'm cool with that. The, the Lightning, I mean, when the Lightning want to be great, they will be. The Panthers still got to show me. I hear you. You got to get over that hurdle. And, and actually, I don't think the Panthers will win it. They may make it to the finals, but I, don't, I definitely don't think they'll win it because they won the President's Trophy, which is very rare to win the, president, the President's Trophy and also win the Cup. I know the, the Hawks did it. We know. Okay. We know the Hawks did it. But it's very, very hard to do. You know who isn't in the playoffs? Who I keep telling you is fool's gold? Vegas Knights. You're right. Shout out to the Kings. Which I have love for the Kings because I just have love for LA, LA teams. Yeah. So shout out to the Kings. I don't, like the, I don't like the Kings faced them too many times in the playoffs. Yeah, and they're about to get knocked out. But shout out to them for getting there. All right. So, I mean, we don't have to go in depth on hockey. It's all the hockey talk. I'm not worried about the Lightning. <laughs> we'll talk They'll more. We'll, we'll, we'll when, they, when they do away with the Mapes. Yeah, well, we had the, we had the draft this week. So there were bigger things than hockey. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. I completely understand the, the questions that, that are going to come. I just want to ask you one question. I know that these questions could go on and on each and every day. I just want to ask you one question. Is that a real question? What, what you want me to say to that? I just want to ask you one question. Why you got to be so negative? I think about that. I don't know. Ask questions. I just want to ask you. Well, that's a great question. One question. How do you guys feel about tampering in college football? So Lincoln Riley reached out to Pitt star receiver Jordan Addison. Addison rumored. To rumored. Reached out. But we know it's going on. We don't want to get sued for libel here. Right. <laughs> we, well, I don't I don't want to be like, um, what was it, uh, on, on Bro Bible? The, the Jimbo Fisher comment? Oh. <laughs> Made some dude named Slice Bread <laughs> Slice on, bro, on BroBible.com. Some, some dude named Breeze. Right. On on somebody a, said podcast. I will, I would love for Lincoln Riley to mention that somebody said podcast in an interview. You feel me? But anywho. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about tampering? Should it be it's, rectified? Because we know it's happening. It's How- been around as long as conferences have been around. It's not but, new. But now you could go pluck players from rosters. So? And it's a free-for-all. It's So? So what? It, college football, the only difference to me in college football now and college football the past however many years is that kids are getting paid in the open. We know it's been happening. It isn't, it's not new. It's not new at all. It's none, of, none of this stuff is new. The only difference is now the paying is happening in the open. And it's actually not happening by the schools. Which I think is actually pretty cool. So, like, people keep saying, oh, Miami's throwing a bunch of... No. University of Miami ain't throwing nothing around. This booster, who happens to be a Miami fan, is throwing it around. So, anybody who's complaining about the tampering to me, bro, it's been happening. It's not new. The transfer portal, what we know it to be, has long existed. That's not new either. It just happens to now be tracking of it. You can go pull it up on a website and see who's in it. I think you it's actually new. you actually tweeted though the other day saying that it's this is time for college football to make the right move because they're the essentially the GM stepped down. Oh, so, Mark Amer's gone. Yeah. So I think it's time for us for college football to govern this thing. To to govern what exactly? The portal, paying players, tampering. 
do what 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 would you what would you like to see happen? You gotta let you gotta set down a guideline. You gotta lay down the law. You can't just have USC go pluck so you, TBD. You, you or, do know there are rules around that, right? What are the rules? No, like literally, if Lincoln Riley was ever to be, if there was like a text message or a phone call and they found out, he would be strongly reprimanded. There are tampering rules. Here's the problem with it. And this strongly is strongly reprimanded. This is this is the it's the same. Tampering in college football is no different than LeBron James in the offseason sending a text to Anthony Davis saying, hey, bro, I need you in L.A. The NBA hasn't figured it out. Odell Beckham puts out a tweet over the weekend. I just got the T on Debo Samuel. There's no way to stop these players from talking to each other. So that's what really happens. Lincoln Riley goes to whoever's on his roster who knows Jordan Addison and says, hey, yo, hit him up, see what's up. But players talking to players is is allowed. So it's not tampering, right? No, that is. It's tampering I thought it was just the organization. Yeah, I thought it was just coaches. But but that's what happens, though. So that's actually how it happens. And Miami has done it. Miami did it with Tyreek Stevenson. Tyreek Stevenson was at Georgia. A player on the team who knows Tyreek from high school is texting Tyreek or texting his mom or texting his cousin saying, hey, yo, we want him to come to Miami. He'll be guaranteed a starting job. That's what actually happens. Lincoln Riley's not hitting the kid up. He's not that dumb. But don't you think it's more impactful now that the NIL is in play? So get your coins up. <laughs> it's broke boy. Stop easier, being broke. It's easier said than done when you're pit but here's, compared but here, to USC. But, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> Has Alabama not been doing that? Has Georgia not been doing that? But now it's a free-for-all. Now it's in the open. So, yeah, what's yeah, the, there, so there's a lot of dirty things that happen when it's not in the open. But now that everything's on the table, I don't have to hide my hand now. Wait, so just now because you can see it, now you don't like it? You were cool with it when nobody, we couldn't actually prove it. But now that we can actually see it, whoa, I don't want to see you, now you doing can, it. Now you can be more egregious with it. Now you could just offer offer a kid 50, uh, not 50 million, but a, a million dollars. You don't think a kid has been, kids have been getting millions of dollars? You think that's new? Like, honestly? Yes. Then I think you are completely mistaken and you are lying to yourself. <laughs> I think you are absolutely, and so, and it's funny because uh, Manny Navarro, who works for The Athletic, actually put it out. He said that he was like, he was like, if you think, uh, oh man! I, I see now. I got. I got to go pull the tweet up. He he essentially said that like if you think any of this stuff is new, you're lying to yourself. None of this stuff is new. This stuff has been happening. How do you think Alabama convinced a Jamison Williams to leave Ohio State to come to Alabama last year? Playing time. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he wasn't gonna get burned at Ohio State. No, I'm just. Uh... So what I'm saying, like, come on, man! Like, this, I, none of this stuff is new. It's just in the open now, and honestly. Me personally, it has to I'd be rather governed. it be in the It open. has to be governed. So how do you stop kids from talking to kids? Figure it out. You, the NBA ain't figured it out. The NFL ain't figured it out. They're, you Somebody can't stop to. players from talking to players. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Wow. I don't like it. These kids, they, they grew up together. They went to high school together. They play against so, each other yo, now. The, the, the only thing I'm surprised from you, Breeze, is the fact that I know that you are big on honoring commitments. So I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's something that, you, that you're factoring in. It's like, all right, if you say that I'm going to come here and play play ball there, right? Even, like, again, we were just talking about the kid that was coming to Florida State. Like, you're yeah. going to get burned. What's the point of you even entertaining the idea of transferring somewhere else, right? If you know yeah. you're going to play at Ohio State, you know you're going to play at Georgia or Alabama or whatever, why are you entertaining going to, to Cali? Why are you entertaining going to Texas A&M? For what? If it's just to get money, then you can't go to Nick Saban and be like, yo, you think that you can match this? Because I don't want to leave. 
I, I committed here. I probably committed because you gave me money. Right. So like that part bothers me. But also, I don't think that it's going to be possible uh, for the NCAA to do this because they never had a plan in place. But how do you get your coins up, though, at, for, for a pit opposed to so USC? It's, it's not going to be like, you know, honestly, that's not going to be possible because it's the NFL is, is limited. You got 32 teams and everybody's going to make money. Right. The Jets can play like they're broke or, or or Jacksonville can play like they're broke. They got money. They just don't want to pay the money. Right. Yeah. Every NFL team has money. No right. NFL team is losing money. All right. And if you make your team competitive, guess what? You make more money. Right. Right. But at that point, there's only a handful of teams. So now in NCAA, there's hundreds of places you can go, but there's not a hundred places that you want to go. So, yes, I'm going to leave Middle Tennessee to go to Alabama if I'm good and they'll pay me. Right. right? Yeah. At that point, the rich do keep on getting richer because now, yeah, Middle Tennessee is never going to be good because yeah. we keep losing everybody. Right. You're not going to see too many more Cincinnati's or Iowa's or SMU. Well, SMU paid everybody. But those little small schools, unless you pay somebody, which they gave Eric Dickerson the bag. Yes, they did. And a very nice car. Very nice car. Was that Trans Am or something? It was Trans Am. Yeah, yes, listen. Gold. <laughs> Smokey and the band ain't got nothing on them. Nah. So, the, yeah, you, you're probably not going to compete with teams that just have boosters that can pay millions and millions of dollars to whatever top athlete. So it's not going to happen. And, again, the NCAA, they were sitting high on top of the mountain thinking, hey, man, this thing ain't never going to fail. We're going to keep on getting rich. They never had to think about this. So there's not going to be a plan in place. And if they do, it's not going to come for another 10, 15 years. Yeah, no. Which, which is I, trash. And where, where I'm at on it is, I, I've always said, I'm okay with paying players, but let everybody do it. I'm not okay with certain schools being able to do it and the NCAA, Mark Emmert, turns a blind eye mm-hmm. because you've got good friends that are Alabama boosters or Ohio State boosters. So it's like, ah, well, I ain't going to do none of them. But Florida State better not do it. Mm-hmm. Florida... I, 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 so that so to me, at the very least now, it's an even playing field as far as college football would go. Because let's be honest to your point, college football, and I think we had this conversation, it is not set up to be equal. It's not set up for everybody to have the same competitive advantage. It just isn't. So because you, un, there's you no to, you have to start building the structure eventually. So, can I so now you're, so you're going to make it the NFL, so which is very very hard to do. N- no, but they can be legit and act like. It's the minor league of, ba- of football. I but, feel like you can yeah. do that. But then now you have to make a feel. So now the NFL has to be getting involved. No, not necessarily. But I mean, if, if you're going to start paying players, which to me now all of a sudden for those kids who want to leave or when we talk about kids not playing or, um, you know, you're going to ruin your future. Any injury could happen. So go ahead and leave now. Go ahead and get your money. Well, if I'm if I got a million dollar deal right now in school, I might be compelled to stay. Armando Baycott. So. Yes. So I might be you know compelled to stay and say, hey, you know what? I'm I'm actually getting money. Um, I can stay and maybe boost my stock in the draft next year. I know I'm good. I can come back and ball out and now be a fringe second round player and be top, you know, a top first round player. Yeah. I think that can happen. I don't think that they have anything again, I don't think they have anything in place. So mm-hmm. I guess question to you. Do you think the same way that they have a cap on scholarships, should they have a cap on NIL? Well, he's going to say that. Well, here's the problem, though. The money's not coming from the schools. The schools aren't paying it. 
So how do how do I tell? We'll use Miami as an example, right? There's there's this billionaire booster who's got a bunch of money to throw around. He's got this business. He's like, hey, I want twenty of y'all to come do marketing for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you to do commercials for whatever my company happens to be. Well, what number do you put on it? Well, you can't pay any kid more than fifty thousand. So then now, but all the difference is, well, now you just get more boosters involved. Now he sets up other fake companies, or you know what I mean. Like to me, there's there's well, always going to be set too up many... a system for them to filter it through the school. Like you have to meet the school's standard to sign this player. So if, if they're over the cap space, you can't pay any more players. But it has to go through the school. So the thing of NIL is, you schools are not so schools technically, technically are not allowed to talk nil with kids in term in like in terms of using it as a recruiting mm-hmm. advantage. So Mario Cristobal, in theory, is not allowed to go into a kid's house and say, hey, look, kid, it's out of Miami. We got a $200,000 NIL deal waiting for you. He's legally not allowed to do that. So there are some rules. That's a start. Yeah. But there are some rules, but there's nothing. How do you tell, you know, if, if let's say, you know, you started a business and your, your business takes off. Well, the NCAA can tell you who you can and can't hire at but your company. Technically, the, the kids are... A product of the NCAA. So, so, so here's the thing. Own them, so the, essentially, let's, we got to go back and, and I, I, I can I can do this for hours, but we won't. You got to remember the NIL. The NIL is about kids being allowed to make money, and the fact that just because I'm an athlete doesn't mean that I shouldn't be able to get a job. That's really what it's about, right? Because in because before before NIL, college players depending on the sport you played, they essentially were like, well, you can't work, right? I'm spend, I'm literally year round. When am I supposed to work? And all these other kids, if you're just an uh, engineer major, a finance major, you can go do internships and you can go work during the semester and you could make money. But they told athletes, well, no, you can't make money because now you're going to lose your, your, your eligibility, your amateur status. So NIL is set up for kids to be able to make money. So now you're saying, well, you can make money, but I don't want you making too much money. To me, that that it, it undermines the whole premise well, of it because saying, nobody's telling that computer science intern how much right. money he can make so, in his internship. So make it make the play playing field level. It, That's it, it. It isn't, but we we have to accept the fact that co- but college football has never so, been an even so, playing field. So hold on, and to, I guess to that point, like we, we we know that college athletes do get some kind of stipend. It's trash. It's not much, yeah. right? So at that point, to me, that can be your cap. You can fund that stipend. So now at this point, but that comes from the school. NIL is outside of no, the school. I, I got you. So again, if if you want to, you could have been made that stipend more and committed to certain people. Now, again, it gets to the point of fairness because Jameis Winston shouldn't be getting the same as the punter. All right. If that makes sense. There's yeah, no way does. that would happen. So again, there's this weird gray area where there's ways that it can be done. There's ways that it could have been tweaked. But again, it's we don't think about it. And we're probably never going to get it because the NCAA just never had to. Yeah, well, in the NCAA, just as a whole, they're just that they have that good old boy mentality. Absolutely. They're so they're just an old group. They need like new, Go fresh, ahead young up. minds. Racism. Hold. I mean, some of that too. Probably. So you know what I mean. I don't expect some. the NCAA to figure this out or to make it better, quote unquote, by any means, because that's just not who they are or what they do. But. I'm excited by the fact that now everybody has an opportunity. Now, whether you actually have that opportunity or not legitimately, but UCF, let's go, let's say they go get Disneyland involved, right? So now you got Disney money. Now a UCF program 
can recruit like in Alabama. Now you have more teams able to recruit at a higher level or that'd to be, attract that'd talent. Be scary. But I'm saying, but like that would make it more interesting. Now you have other people at the table. Now it's not it would Alabama, also make it, Georgia, Texas. It would also make it no fun though. Because right. now like if Starbucks gets in on Washington or Nike really gets in on <laughs> Oregon. But but now you have, but you will have a balance of power. All right. You have multiple places that have the ability. Now Boone Pickens can go hire kids. And so now Oklahoma State gets really good. You have an opportunity now for more teams to legitimately increase their talent level by yeah. use of NIL. I think you could also destroy you a lot of programs. Oh, absolutely you could. Yeah. No, now the the ones at the bottom are going to suffer. And I've said it before. We're headed towards an AFC, NFC type setup. I truly believe that. And I think Mark Emmert sees that this thing is going beyond what the NCAA will be able to control. The SEC is about to be bigger than the NCAA next year. Yeah. Or whenever Texas and Oklahoma come over, they will not need the NCAA anymore. So if I am Florida State, Miami, USC, teams not in it, yeah. I'm getting my coins up and I'm trying to make myself as attractive as possible because I don't want to get left out when whatever this new thing yeah. is happens. Some, somebody ha- needs to find a way to like put this thing in control. You guys still haven't seen Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man movie. No, I yeah, I saw it. it. But yeah. here's the other thing, right? If the in- So let's say the NCAA tries to control the SEC. They'll be like, well, we'll just bounce. And the NCAA cannot afford to do that. You do not want to upset Greg Sankey right now. Greg Sankey and the SEC have too much power. If they walked away and said, we'll just do our own thing, you got a whole nother problem. So at this point, it's almost like, eh, well, who who do we want to upset and who do we not want to upset? That's a big reason why the, the playoff expansion didn't happen. Because Greg, they wanted to limit how many SEC teams could go in the playoff. And Greg Sankey said, no, I'll bump that. Yeah. Why would you limit how many teams I can get in the playoff? I want to be able to go out and sell half the team from, for work for, from my conference. So that's the other problem you got. You don't want to upset this, this all-powerful SEC and they walk away. I think you're making it too complex, man. No, I think I, it's I, just that I, complex, I think I'm, bro. I'm, I'm thinking more simpler of just making the players sign contracts. Once you sign a contract, you're committed to this university. It don't matter how much money you man. get paid. You sign that contract. You That's, cannot so opt wait, out. Like so here's my issue with that, right? Coaches don't have to do that. So, it, my, so, why, am I, so why am I stuck here? He got to go leave and go get more Because you're money. players. You're not coaches. Sign this player contract. I'm the one on the co- field. I'm the one risking my health. Well, Why does he get to bounce and not me? Nah, I'm, yeah, and I'm not with that either. Yeah, that's I'm not, not with that yeah, either. That's, nobody, nobody's going to co-sign that. It's too complex It is. Me. It's very complex. It is. There's, and I don't think there's a right answer. Sport, I don't think the right the answer is this. Sport is ruined. Uh, I, sport will be I'm ruined. Cool. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Let's go. Y'all got a bag over there, huh? Or just, or just because now... Now maybe Texas A&M legitimately can actually challenge Alabama. Maybe Texas actually gets their act together. Mm. I'm sick of seeing Alabama, Georgia. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Every year, top three recruiting classes, Alabama and Georgia are in it. No, you know what? Shake it up. Let somebody else get a chance, man. It's it's, it's, To me, that's gotten old. And this is why I told you I won't keep up with recruiting anymore. Hey, I don't don't, we really don't, don't have anymore. to. I, I guess in all honesty, I mean, last thing for me, at least we're not sitting here on the outside looking in. We're both fans of, or all three of us are fans of programs who have the capability to compete in this in, in this new arena. 
right? Like we're not sitting here at again unless UCF does get some Disney money or Vanderbilt, right? Or Vanderbilt or Arkansas. Arkansas ain't doing unless Jerry Jones wants to come and get back to hey, his alma mater. I think, I think Arkansas gonna step up. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. That alumni now, really likes. Uh, I can't think of his name at the moment. Sam but, Pittman. But at, at this point, I don't know if they're gonna compete against the Georgias, even the LSU's. Right. Like, like, to me, I'm putting them as fourth or fifth tier I mean, in the SEC. Look at Tennessee, though. They went and signed the number one quarterback. 8Ms. 8Ms. So, again, it sounds good. But, hey, yeah. man, we're not on the outside looking in. Yep. Fellas, I, again, I don't know how sometimes we still get these long. Great question, by the way. Oh, that was appreciate it. I'm going to beat yes. myself up this week. You shouldn't. Nah, you, oh, let me, I actually got something for you. Where is it? What you, what you got? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a condescending applause. Right. Nah, it's actually legitimate. I think it was a great question. If it was, just the you way that the, the way that came in. Up. Yes. I mean, clap. yeah, I'm just y'all know I'm a little slow on the story, bro. I've you know, I've undimmed my mic from the stand. I'm kind of leaning back on the I thought you would have had stickers on them by now. Well, the problem is I have I have too many sound bites, so I have to like go from page one to page two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a real engineer over here on yeah. these boards, guys. Sure. I don't know what the hell is going Super. on. Super, <laughs> man. Listen, I just see it, fellas. We're gonna close out episode six nine. Man to my left, the incomparable Hung Shay. Yeah. Man to my right, super engineer Breeze. <laughs> yeah. My name is Pump. We're gonna hit y'all in seventy. <laughs> <laughs>